busy? Mm-mm. Okay, let me run something past you real quick. After talking to you about delayed happiness and speaking about the whole way that I kind of stumble upon wanting a dog and all of that, it made me kind of want to clue you into a conversation that I was having with my husband about this very same thing. I realized that in life, people have different things that kind of lead them along. So we make decisions primarily on our experiences, whether it's firsthand or secondhand through someone that we know, because uh, there is a such thing as secondhand trauma. So something happened to someone else, you get so scared that you're like, you know what, I'm never doing that again. My grandmother, nanny, God bless her, she is infamous for this. She would tell me that she saw something on the news in a whole different area that she doesn't even live in. And she's like, well, I'm not going to do A, B, and C because of what happened over there. And so you can classify that as secondary trauma. And even when I first, when I got my first home, I was super de duper afraid of doing so because of the secondary trauma that I saw my mother go through. And so because I seen that she was struggling with a whole gutter system and things that may or may not have been missed by the inspection, I was like, you know what? Mm -mm. I washed my hands of anything home ownership because it just did not look like something that was fun because I would I had the front row seat to someone else's trauma on it. So inherently, I went ahead and had the same outlook on that when it came to other things that I've seen other people struggling. I had my nose turned up a little bit when it came to marriage because I didn't see anyone that was successfully in it in my own family and or you know I didn't have any friends that had the same views that I had when it came to marriage so I was just like well maybe I need to put this on the back burner because you know it's just for one reason or another just not panning out the way that I thought but when I was thinking about the situation with the dog you know, the thought of wanting the dog and why didn't I want a dog before and all of these different things. I, and as I said to you in the prior conversation, my husband and I had the same thought process because of the same situation. We both had dogs when we were younger that we had to put down for one reason or another. And from that experience, we wrote off the fact that we would never have another dog again. And as I'm growing, I just don't see the reason to allow past experiences to drive you away from possibly making new experiences. Like, yeah, you had a dog when you were a minor, though. You see what I'm saying? And there's so many things that may or may not have happened to that dog that you you didn't have any say about, okay, well, this is how I want to go ahead and move forward with the dog or what have you, maybe going from an apartment from my particular puppy when I was younger, going from an apartment to a house was a little bit too much on him. You know, now that I'm doing all the research for the dog that I want now, I didn't, my dog never had a, a, a dog bed. He didn't have any toys. He didn't have any. And so maybe we kind of with, because of our lack of knowledge, we escalated some health concerns and health conditions in him and for his breed that we were just clueless with because, you know, he slept on the floor. He jumped on our bed from time to time. I guess that's the dog innately going, listen, this floor is cold and I want to go to sleep, but this is too much, so I'm going to jump on your bed. But we just looked at him like, get off my bed kind of thing. And now that I'm looking at the experiences now, I'm like, I have a new insight on how I want to kind of drive the decision-making factors in my life. 
And I wanted to share that with you because I'm like, I think that I may have hit a gold mine and I want to go ahead and make sure that you get the same kind of gold mine. Want to call it, and I took a pause. I'm like, how do I phrase this so that it seems articulately awesome? But I'm going to have to just shoot from the hip because I don't have anything that's, you know, pre-calculated. So I came up with this, this system of the three F's, which is facts, faith, feelings. I think that if we were to really, really, really hone in on why we're making a decision or what's the premise or the foundation of the decision it's because it is derived from one of these three F's. It is the facts of a matter, the faith that you're applying, or the feelings that you get. So before I dove into that, you know how I am because I want to make sure that we're all on one accord. So I wanted to go down to the all the way down to the elemental P and just really go ahead and get the Bishop New Oxford American Dictionary version of it so that we're on, you know, the same flow. Just flow with me, okay? Okay, great. So faith is defined by the good bishop the new oxford american dictionary um no actually let's go facts so fact is a thing that is indisputably the case i.e i am a woman fact have a nice day i am an african-american woman have a nicer day see what i'm saying okay great um then when you come to faith it is defined as the complete trust or confidence in someone or something and the second definition is a strong belief in God or in the doctrines of a religion based on spiritual apprehension rather than proof. So a system of religious belief, the Christian faith, which I adhere to. And so that's pretty much faith. And then feelings is described as an emotional state or reaction. The second definition is a belief, especially a vague or irrational one. And so if I'm honest, raising my hand, the right one to be exact, a lot of my decision-making was from feeling. I didn't want the house because of what I saw my mother go through with her house, and it was a lemon. And so I honed in on this negative feeling, and that was my decision-making force for home ownership. I didn't like the way that I felt in prior relationships. So I held on to that negative feeling that I felt in those relationships. And it allowed me to make this assumption that I don't like being in a relationship because it's emotionally draining, it's mentally just exhausting, and people are not who they say they are. And I'm making all of these judgment and, and these facts in my head through just feelings. Nothing else but feel nothing more than feelings. I couldn't resist. But nothing more than feelings. And so when I started kind of edging back from that, and I'm like, wait a minute. I don't want to be that person, especially because my feeling was able to be debunked. Once I became a homeowner and things went in and there were certain things that happened and I'm doing my own inspection and it was such a smooth process and I didn't have the yikes that she had where stuff rooms were flooding and all of that. I was like, wait a minute. So feelings can't be the sole basis of why you make a decision. You can't have a feeling that you're so married to that you don't leave any other room to be taught something new. Don't be married to a feeling. You can be acquainted. Like, hmm, 
I know that kind of person. I've dealt with this kind of person in the past. Okay, you know what? So this is how I'm going to deal with you now. Not writing off people for now until Jesus comes back because some one person in the past went ahead and left this irresponsibly negative feeling in you and so from now on you're just going to go and and just treat people or just cut people off in this condition I'm gonna go ahead and tell you this there was a time that um if someone reminded me of someone else I cut them off because my feelings was such a I mean the driving force of my feelings was just like it literally was the engine to wherever I went you know, I tried to steer different ways, but my feelings was the engine. And the engine, if the engine felt like, mm, I don't know, bro, you remind me of that one person that time that hurt me that one time over there. Then that person was cut off. And it could just, they may have resembled them. They may have had a mannerisms that was triggered. But feelings was the driving force. And so I went ahead and started realizing I don't want to be driven in my entire life just on feeling alone so once I went ahead and elevated on my faith then it was okay I made things faith-based I started to put as his definition says I started to put my trust and my confidence in God because I knew and I was very aware which is why it's so important to have a great assessment a humble assessment of yourself but I started to be aware that you know what I don't know everything And I'm making these decisions on past experiences and I'm missing out on possibly future greatness because I keep looking in my rearview mirror to make sure that I'm going the right way. And that is so tragically, that's terrible. You just shouldn't do that. You shouldn't do that in a real car and you shouldn't do that in your life. And so once I was like, okay, you know, G check, I'm gonna go ahead and just sit myself down and say, God, you have the God's eye view. You see everything. You are alpha and you are omega. You are just the beginning and the end. I I only have my wisdom comes from past and I wasn't wise then. So how much wisdom am I really, you know, extracting from these experiences? And so I started leaning really heavily on my faith. If I didn't feel that, again, kind of integrating feeling but not where it's human, Almost feeling as an unction, as in a download from God, as in a, you're vibing with God so much that you like, I sense and know exactly what to do. So that is what I mean when I say feeling and as far as faith is concerned. So there were times that I'm like, I don't see this as I can't, I don't know what's going to happen in two weeks. I don't know. I don't know if I get this house and then something happens in a year. I don't know what happens, but God, should I? And if my faith prompted me to make a move then I started getting really comfortable with making faith-based decisions on things that would have scared me in any other area if I just would have depended on my feelings even from meeting my husband for crying out loud I met my husband on an online dating site that you see what I'm saying like that is not traditional hey how you doing meeting you down the street kind of thing but my, I started to lean on faith and sometimes faith puts you in these really new experiences or these experiences that you would have wiped out before and said, no way, never me. And I think faith tests you to see how much do you really lean on God? Isn't it the same thing that happened with Peter? 
Like when Jesus was walking on water and it was like, ah, it's a ghost. And Peter was like, hey, Jesus, is if that's you, call me to walk out to you, sir. And Jesus was like, bet, come. You know, just come out and walk, sir. And then he started walking out on any other situation. I'm sure Peter never had the insight to, you know what? Let me go ahead and try to walk on some water real quick. And Peter was a fisherman. So all the time that he's been on the boat, all the time he may have had to swim in and get the nets and clean it off, all his interactions with water, I guarantee you, if I was a gambling woman, I would go ahead and put my last penny on. I guarantee you the thought never crossed his mind to, hmm, I want to try to see if I can walk on water. Never. But it's that thing called faith. Faith sometimes makes you do things or consider things that you like, God, I know this has to be you because this particular mindset that I have, this particular thought that is crossing over my mind, I would have never thought of this on my own. But if you you were bold enough to go ahead and let me think the thought, then I guarantee you that I am bold enough to go ahead and carry it out. And it is something about faith that once you start leaning into it, and that's why the Bible says, lead not into your own understanding. That thing in Proverbs 3 is true. Don't trust in your own understanding because if you try to articulate bro did I just ask Jesus to walk on water with him if you really started to articulate that instead of being the the only other person in the world documented being Peter that walked on water with Jesus you will now have to have the attachment that you doubted for a little bit and so you sank you see what I'm saying and so that's how we start have to start looking when we start looking at the faith aspect of things. And then the final thing is, is, you know, like I said, the title is, again, Facts, Faith, Feelings. So the only other thing after that, I, don't, I think you should, what I'm trying to say is, I think you should go ahead and just narrow down that these are the only three ways to make decisions. These are the only way. And so I'm going to give you an example. With, with me wanting the dog and me talking to my husband initially in the beginning when we were dating we were both like absolutely not no dogs you can have a nice day and then it turned into me realizing the kids are getting older and I was getting a little bit more sad I'm like man you know they're becoming super duper independent and all of that I'm like you know what I think I may want a dog once we're empty nesters and he's like okay I can kind of see that and then it turned into I don't think I want to wait that long I think I just want to go ahead and just mm, kind of like do it now. <laughs> just, you know, if I can do, but I need enough research to, to feel comfortable. And that is what I'm getting to. In order for me to navigate past my feelings, I had to attach to one of the other Fs. And so it what I didn't make it spooky spiritual, but it was like, you know, I'm going to have the faith to just walk out and do all the things. Because I think in some aspect, God is looking for you to carry some of your wisdom with you and not just complete rely on, well, God, if Peter did it, I'm going to go ahead and walk on this water too. And the next thing you know, you're like, boop, 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 and you drowning in the middle of the Atlantic Ocean. You see what I'm saying? And so I knew the feeling was there. But I was like, the only way for me to feel extremely comfortable in this, because I can already skip over the faith part, because I knew it was nothing that was clashing with that. You know, it's not against any kind of any of my beliefs to feel like, well, you know, we don't get dogs in this religion or, you know, in this spiritual apprehension. We, that wasn't the case. So I skipped over that and was like, OK, I need more facts in order to see not only am I ready for a dog, but what kind of dog am I ready for is my house 
where I'm currently living, is that suitable for a dog? Is my children, you know, I need to make sure that I have enough facts to make an educated decision. And once I started looking up information and really honing in on things, I was like, you know what? Not only did it help me with the dog decision, but I said for the rest of my life, I'm going to make sure that these three F's stay with me always. And when I scaled back and looked at other situations, I was like, man, if I would have known this and applied this information to past experiences, it would have just made a world of a difference. Because so I honestly don't think that we can just rely on any one of those outside of faith, outside of faith. But I believe that when God even gives you the faith to do a thing, he gives you the emotions to connect to it. I believe that. And so I just want us to get to a place that we realize making a decision on certain things is trifold. I'm starting to believe that wholeheartedly. So if you can just go through the elements and the phases of, okay, I I have a feeling, but it's not strong enough for me to make a decision. Let me go ahead and see what my, where where I stand. If it's a clash with my faith, can I go to God and just pray and say, Hey, I'm in between decisions on this. I don't really know what to do. So can you help me on that? And then in in the interim, while that's pending, I'm going to go ahead and gather some, some facts. You know how many jobs that I thought was going to be incredible until I actually went on the interview and asked questions. When I actually sat down and asked them, okay, so I have a vacation coming up. What is the protocol to vacation time and all of that? And they looked me in my face and and I told them that I already had a vacation planned. And I think I told you the story before, but it's worth repeating in this particular stance that I said, I have a, a vacation that's already paid for and I'm going here, here and there. So if I started working here, um, how will we be able to navigate around that or what's the, you know, what's the protocol? And for someone to interview me and look me square in the eye and say, oh, well, we wouldn't be able to approve that. Yeah, I'm just staring. I'm doing the, I'm doing the puffy staring. The, the P. Diddy. Yeah. Um. So you're either asking me to give up this job opportunity because that's what you just asked me. I heard you. You didn't say it, but you said it Um, because I definitely don't think that you thought I was going to call anybody's airlines or resort and say, hey, the job that I'm going to be uh, signing on for said that they're not going to approve this. So I know that I paid all my money and I'm possibly going to lose money if I go ahead and cancel this now. But let's go ahead and do that for this new opportunity. Are you kidding me? (laughs) Like... What illegal substance did you snort that you thought that that was going to, oh, okay, great. And then, and that was, that was for like just a simple job, like a banking job. And then I I went ahead and I'm having all these great ideas of like, oh, you know, at one point the post office was hiring and I was like, oh, this is going to be awesome. But, and I had the feeling, the feeling was awesome. But I told you before, I don't trust feelings by itself. Feelings by itself is fickle and I need something else to be attached to that. So I had the grand idea of calling down the post office and speaking to someone there. And 
ended up getting a wealth of information that I was like, praise God, because I would have never. Oh, boy, literally said we work on Sundays and we he started to say another sentence and I stopped him and I said, when you say work on Sundays, what does that mean? And he was like, well, let's just put it this way. Um, since the Amazon Prime or contract has been in place, um, we have to work Sundays in order to make sure that we're getting the two day delivery and next day delivery, whatever they're wanting. We have to make sure that we're doing that so that we don't lose that contract, AKA revenue. And I'm like, okay. And he was like, so I have not been in church since. And he said a date or a year. And I just was like, Oh yeah, no, it won't be me. Um, excuse me. Raising my hand. Okay. Um, my husband is a pastor. Yeah, that's not going to work. There's no such thing. And even if my husband wasn't a pastor, the way that my faith and belief system is set up, I'm just not cool with 100% never ever going to church because I got to fulfill my, um, you know, duty to Amazon anything. No. And let me not, you know, be on a selfish route. I am in no way against Amazon. I love all things next day packaging, prime, all that. Listen, sign me up and sign me up again. But I don't want to spend the money for it. So take me off the trial. Yeah, the 30 day trial, take me off of that. But so very much just off all things fan. Okay. But not where I'm on the other side where now certain things that are important to me take a back seat because something else that is new to me kind of washed that out. No, have a nice day. <laughs> Just no. And prior to that, I would have I saw that, you know, I went on the application, they call it a roadmap, and I was seeing how it, it changed rapidly to I applied to, I was on the pre-hire list, and I was like, oh my goodness, so excited, until I made that call and gathered some facts. I was like, oh, that's not going to work. So now I have reclined into the posture of saying to myself, I, I pay attention to my feelings, but I tell myself, you don't have enough information to make it a solid decision. And so I remember bringing up the wild idea to my husband of like, what if we were to get two puppies from the same litter? Like how cute would it be to actually say they're from the same litter? That's literally, they were literally brothers. Like not that you got two separate breed of dogs and they're in the same household. So you guys are brothers like, no, y'all were born together. Like how dope would that be? And I was so elated from that feeling like, oh my goodness, that would be so fun. And I kind of like the idea crossed my mind. And so I brought it up to my husband and all he saw was financially double the trouble. He was like, ugh, you know, I don't really know. I mean, we're going from none to two. And, but even him saying that, I was like, no, but I'm so excited about it. Like, I just think that that's dope. Like, it, I, I just, I was so excited. And I remember praying about it. I said, God, I'm not settled, like, with that no. Like, what should I do? And because of this new system, he was like, go look some, go gather some information. You know, you're not, just because you have faith doesn't mean that you are, um, that you don't have to look up faith, uh, facts. Like you still can go gather some information. God gets the final say, yes, indeed. But that doesn't omit you from gathering knowledge. Like the Bible says, my people perish from what? A lack of knowledge, not a lack of faith all the time, a lack of knowledge. So I don't want to be perishing in these streets. So I went ahead and I was like, 
Because if I gather some information that really caters to me, us getting to, then I'm going to have to talk to my husband and put a little bit of that marriage thing on it. You understand? And get him to, you know, just come on and convert, young sir, because we get into it them things. And immediately I was like, oh, he was right. All the research that I found with getting two dogs from the same litter was, A, I'm going to go ahead and tell you now, ma'am, keep these puppies completely separate. The only time that they should be together is at eating time or maybe even possibly play time, but you want to keep them in two separate areas, two separate beddings, two separate because the puppies will have a tendency to have a bond and they will become stubborn or possibly reject the owner. And then it's hard to manage one puppy because they're into everything thing and this that and the third so I mean the by the time that I was re- finished reading it I went from having the biggest Kool-Aid smell to just looking like bruh yeah I okay and so I am leaned in and sold in into the notion that the three f's are the way to go like pinky promise it I, it has worked I done tested tried and true Facts, faith, feelings. Sometimes you double up on two. Sometimes you can just solely go on one. Sometimes you got to get all three. But I promise you, if you check mark these three things, you would be like, you know what? Now I see what she was talking about. A job opportunity comes. I want you to go ahead and pray and say, God, show me something that I, you know, about this situation that I don't see. Open up my eyes when I go to this interview. Let me go ahead and, you know, just give me an insight that I wouldn't have no other way outside of it coming from you. Then I want you to go ahead and assert your own feelings and say, hey, this job environment, do you see yourself doing that every single day and it not being a damper on your mental, emotional health? Do you see yourself still being able to meet? your social needs still being able to balance work and life um but you know I like to say life work balance because that's ridiculous but can you see yourself having a nice work life balance in this situation okay great and now I want you to go ahead and start gathering some facts I want you to look at the reviews Glassdoor where people have worked there before I want you to start looking into things gathering all of that and I guarantee you you go ahead and start moving in that vein in that motion that circulation will not fail you at no time Oh, you like that particular house? I want you to go ahead and do the same exact steps. God, talk to God first, then go ahead and kind of look at yourself and your feelings, drive around, say, is this where you can see you and whomever living? Whether you're raising children, whether it's just you and your spouse, whether it's you and your four Dobermen, however it looks. Then I want you to go ahead and look up the facts on the house, the environment, the community, the schools, the crime rate. I want you to gather. And then once you gather all that, then you'll be able to say, you know what? I think I'm going to go ahead and pass on that one. When it comes to relationships, I want you to go ahead and say, God, again, show me something. Reveal something in me that it, it, it can't come no other way outside of it being a direct download from you. And then I want you to see your feelings on the thing. Like, you know what? How's the chemistry? How do you feel when you're around that person? Do you feel like you got to put on and perform in order for, to keep them entertained? It, do you Are you attracted to them? Are you mentally attracted to them? Because, you know, people can go ahead and smile and be cute. And as soon as they talk, you're like, bro, did you pass the third grade? Because the level of slang and the numbing and like, wow, like you just seem extremely like if I passed you the book, see spot run, would you struggle? 
Okay, that that that's what we want to know. And so what's that? Feel, what are you connecting with your feelings with this person? And then I want you to gather facts, bro. I'm going to need you to go ahead and low key. This is the only time I'm going to go ahead and um, recommend this. But go ahead and, and Facebook and, and whatever social media platform, go ahead and stalk. Okay, great. I want you to ask a zillion questions. I want you to go ahead and, and, and make sure that you meet their friends, some family, and start getting that feel and put all that together. And it's like, okay, so within... To me, within 90 days, seriously, within 90 days, you should already have at least 90% of your decision like, yeah, yeah, I, I don't I don't think. And it bothers me because I feel like we put more emphasis on where our money is going outside of where our life is going. We put more emphasis on, you know, the great school that we want our kids to be in or the kind of car that we want to drive. We put emphasis on things that is just, I mean, they're tangible items that you can just replace 10 times over. But when it comes to making decisions for your life where people and experiences can impact you for the rest of your life, I need you to go ahead and have a systematic formula that you like never ever ever again will it come to a time that I am not making decisions like my life depends on it because it does do you see what I'm saying so my challenge to you is I just gave you a few examples just then but my challenge to you is use the three f's to your advantage facts faith feelings and don't you dare make another decision based on one of them alone don't you dare and the more equipped you are in doing so watch how your life makes a complete 180 to the point that you feel more comfortable making decisions that you can go ahead and start trusting yourself when making decisions that you can go ahead and say if it does not work out the way that you thought you know what you put enough information and work on the front end that whatever it folds out to be the rest is on God because you did your part there is something so soothing at least I like to say for me to know that I did my part and now I'm just relying on God because because I can go ahead and put in the work, but I can't direct how this is going to flow. I can go ahead and style my hair a certain way, but I can't direct the way the wind is going to blow. You see what I'm saying? The three F's, I'm going to say it again. Facts, faith, feelings. You know what these conversations are. They are life-provoking conversations. Conversations that once you hang up this phone, I want them to be life checks where you're like, you know what? Yo, she really got me looking at this different. Like, honestly, until we had that conversation, I didn't even put that one and that one together to get that to. And I want you to apply it. Because just listening and just hearing, is it's a waste of time. This is not a song that's on a radio. These are things that are going to sharpen, sharpen your life. You know, the Bible says iron sharpens iron. So if I'm learning stuff, I'm always coming back, Harriet Tubman flow and being like, hey, you need to go ahead and apply this too. I tested, tried and seen that this does work. And so I'm going to go ahead and pass you this gym. And then when you start to do it and see, oh, my goodness, then you'll go ahead and pass the gym on to something else and someone else. And then guess what? We are all rich in information. We're all rich in knowledge. And no one is perishing because of a lack of knowledge. Each one teach one, right? I feel like you got what you needed. But as my good, good nanny says, all right, I ain't going to hold you. Later.